coming up. It has been several long years of frustration, anger, and sadness. They're just wanting true justice for Sydney. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. New tonight, it's been seven years since the death of Sydney Smith. She was an 18-year-old senior at Bernie Champion High School who died in a high-speed car crash. For years, the family of Sydney Smith has been waiting for the man convicted in connection with her death to serve his sentence. She deserves to be remembered and she deserves justice. What kind of justice system are we living in when, when you can essentially buy your appeals to, to prolong your time you know, to prolong your freedom. We're still going to mourn the loss of her, of course, but we just want justice for her. She deserves that. Zach Briggs is joining us once again from Ken's Five in San Antonio. Zach, you recently reported a really heartbreaking story about a young woman named Sydney Smith. First off, what have you been able to learn about Sydney? Who was she? Sydney was an 18-year-old senior at Bernie Champion High School, had great aspirations in life. Talking with her mother, Paula Churchwell, she wanted to become a trauma surgeon. And Paula knows that her daughter would have been able to care for the lives of countless people. She probably would have been helping those in, in the midst of the pandemic over these past couple of years. She was an amazing girl. She was um, intelligent beyond her years, compassionate, ambitious. She wanted to be a, a trauma surgeon. But her life was taken you know, too short, and uh, there's a, a lack of justice uh, from the family's perspective uh, on this entire uh, case. Uh, it's been seven years since Sydney Smith died in a car accident, a high-speed car accident in, in Bernie, and there's just a lack of certainty as to what's going to happen to the individual that has been convicted of her death. Let's go back to what happened seven years ago, that that day in March of 2015. What happened? Yeah, so according to investigators, Sydney Smith, it was her 18th birthday. She was celebrating with her two friends, Aiden Vitella and Victoria Snell. Her birthday, March 12th, is also her death day. And it was the afternoon hours of March 12th, 2015. And they were in a vehicle and driving at a high rate of speed. And mind you, I must say, Aiden Vitella was the person behind the wheel. And Victoria and Sydney Smith were passengers. And at one point, Aiden is traveling at 115 miles per hour. And according to the black box data that is eventually argued upon as to what was accurate in court, according to the black box data, he's going 115 and then comes this curve and he slows down no less than 60 miles per hour, makes the turn and crashes into a tree. And that results in Sydney being taken to the hospital where she died of her injuries Victoria has suffered you know, multiple fractures and permanent nerve damage, and Aiden Vitella to this day is essentially a free man. Explain that a little bit. He does end up 
charged with with a crime following the crash. What were those charges? Criminally negligent homicide is the prominent one. And then there's an additional charge for the injury of Victoria Snell. And it took five years for the court in Kendall County to go over this case and ultimately lead to Ada Vitella's conviction. And for the family of Sidney Smith, it has been several long years of frustration, uh, anger, and sadness. They're just wanting true justice uh, for, for Sydney. I mean, there's been an extensive appeals process being pursued by Vitella's uh, legal counsel and attempts to reach Vitella's uh, legal counsel, at least for me, have been unsuccessful. So the multiple hoops afforded by uh, the justice system uh, for Vitella's legal counsel uh, in the midst of another appeal. Uh, and he's initially was able to you know, bond out um, because Max, he was given his two years behind bars, but he hasn't you know, served that time. And criminally negligent homicide uh, affords that opportunity to, to bail out. And you talked to Sydney Smith's mother about all of this. What is she hoping to see happen at this point after years of waiting for this to be fully adjudicated? Paula Churchwell, who I sat down and interviewed at their home in Fair Oaks within Bear County. I mean, she's calling on the justice system to accelerate. She just wants accountability for what happened to her 18-year-old daughter. And she expressed that Aiden who was friends with Sydney and Victoria, has not expressed any remorse in all the years since Sydney's death. And she just finds that absolutely appalling. And she even says in my interview that she would just like Aiden Vitella to make something of his life once he eventually serves time behind bars. I know that you were there when she died, and, and she died a horrible, horrible horrendous death. And I know that's weighing heavily on you. And I just wish you would serve your time and then just make something of yourself. The aunt uh, of Sydney who lives in Oregon, I also talked with her, uh, Michelle Robinson, for this story. And she's in the same boat. She just wants justice uh, for, for Sydney, her sister, and everyone else who knew and loved uh, this, this girl, she would have been 25. I mean, every year they go to the site of where this crash happened. And you could see the trees adorned with pictures of Sydney Smith, senior photos, and her initials on the, the very trunk that was impacted all those years ago. So to go back to the criminal case here and to clarify, Aiden Vitella is out on bond despite having been tried, convicted, and sentenced to time in prison. Yeah, that's correct. I looked this up and I you know, contacted the Kendall County District Attorney's Office and they said, I don't know what the exact amount was, but probably between fifty dollars to $100,000 he was able to bond out and, as a result, limited restrictions, according to the district attorney. And essentially, he's 
able to do what he wants. Uh, he's able to have freedom in, in a way while these appeals take place. And that's one of the big frustrations expressed by Denise Smith's family. I think as long as Aiden Vitella is out on the streets, none of our children are safe. And even the district attorney who believes that the uh, results of the, the court system, uh, the trial court in 2015, uh, the two years that Aiden Vitella was sentenced to, that he has, he has yet to serve a day behind bars. I believe that should be happening, should have happened. Perhaps he would have been out by now, but I think he's in the midst of his third appeal. Uh, and there's multiple discrepancies that were discussed by the legal team of Aiden Vitella and the initial trial court saying that the black box data presented by the state was not accurate, such as the 115 miles per hour. There's been lots of legal challenges to this case as a way, according to Paula Churchwell, to prolong his freedom in society. You mentioned that we're in the midst of a third appeal. How long could this drag out for? How many options are still available to Vitella and his legal team? So according to the folks I spoke with at the Kendall County District Attorney's Office, they say they're waiting for the judgment from the Fourth Court of Appeals on the latest challenge. And then after that, there's other avenues that Ada Vitella could take in this case to further challenge. But it's hard to say at this time. I I can't say for sure of, of what the timeline is looking like for the other ways that this case could be even potentially drawn out. But the district attorney did tell me that, for example, if the Fourth Court of Appeals makes a judgment on the latest challenge, I mean, it could mean you know, dismissing the challenge by Vitella's legal team once again, going back to another trial, retrying him, and that could open up another can of worms as far as the outcome of the case. Perhaps their legal team is trying to prepare a more solidified case in favor of Aiden Vitella all these years later, but there's no concrete answer as to how long this will take. Thinking about how long this has taken to play out up to this point, it's, it's been seven years. It's hard not to think about what Sydney Smith's life would have looked like during those seven years. She was just finishing up high school. She had plans to go to college and begin a career after that. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it must be like for this family to still be reliving this over and over as it gets appealed. Yeah, there's not a day that goes by where Cindy Smith's mother, other friends, family, think about what happened that day. And, and at the same time, they reflect and on the potential that Sydney Smith had in this world. She was accepted to Old Miss and, as I said, had plans to become a trauma surgeon. And who knows what else she, Sydney Smith would have accomplished in life, but she was on the right track. Zach Briggs with Ken's Five in San Antonio. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you. And thanks, as always, to you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows. That includes our weekly podcast, True Crime Chronicles. 
That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.